I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello again and welcome to another episode of the Shane Oliver Experience. I've got with me today Jake from Serenity in Brutality. No, that's not a band name, although it'd be pretty fucking sick if it was. Um, it's a clothing company uh, that brings out merch, all bands, all sizes, all shapes. And also he is now starting to branch out with more of the locals as well and starting to make shirts now for, for bands and not just bands, but um, you're also venturing into different areas you were saying to me earlier jake so why don't you um before i take over completely um tell us a little bit about yourself man no worries dude yeah my name is jake and i also yeah i run serenity and brutality it's only two months old but yeah it started with me just sitting at home wanting to do something that i love and what that is is helping people get merch and it started off with official bands and stuff, but then I started to think about it a bit more and it was like more interested in actually bringing cheaper, better quality uh, merch out to people that actually wanted it. So, What made you start with official merch in, in, in the first place? Um, I've always really just loved alternative clothing and band merch. I mean, what Metalhead doesn't, and it's like pretty much all we wear. But um, yeah, I wanted A like... Consistent diff- colour of black. Yes, consistency in the shade of black. (laughs) But yeah, I always wanted more alternative styles of the clothing that we've always worn because we as metalheads are like the unique black sheep. We want to look different and we want to stand out. So I wanted to bring the alternative side to the alternative side. Yep. Pretty much what we're all about. And so I wanted to find that in official bands and their clothing. Already ran into issues with a lot of companies giving me knockoff brands which could have cost me a lot of money but I'm glad I got out of that and I got in contact with an official merchandiser which was probably the best thing I ever done now I've got good quality things and I do it at a lot cheaper prices because a lot of people just try to make capital gains on it but I'm all about actually giving it to the person who can't afford it etc but then it turned into something where I was like looking at t-shirt design and stuff and that's more so what I've always been interested in and something that I wanted to bring to the public and to also make great designs with great bands that haven't been heard of yet but really deserve to be. Yeah, no, fair. Um, it, it, and it's it's a big, it, it's a costly adventure as well to get into selling merchandise, not just uh, as a as a seller of clothing on your side, but for bands as well to invest in getting your own shirts out there and stuff. It's not cheap unless you, you I mean, if you know unless the right you people, know the yeah. people, yeah. But it's, yeah, it's not cheap. Um, it's to, to get that sort of and precisely uh, imp- like when you're in a band. Sorry, I didn't mean. No, to no, you're right. Yet. But um, <clears throat> when you're in a band and the creative juices are flowing, do you want to be worrying about the logistics of what is this? Uh, what shirt to get? What design to get? Where to get it from? What time do I get it? I want to take out all the all the head head stuffs that bringing merchandise to the table does. Like literally, you just give me a job, I'll work it in, <laughs> I'll make it very affordable or as great a quality as you want. And I'll literally bend to your will however you want me to do it. Just give me a budget and I'll sort you out. Right, right. Um, so you've, you said you've only been doing this for a couple of months to begin with. How, how did Just you get, two, yeah. yeah um, so how did you get that original foothold into the, uh, into the market of wanting to, to do it? Um, just literally I saw an idea and I just followed through with it and I went out to venues and went to actually Moondoll Festival was – is it Moondoll? Moondoll Fest, yeah, yeah. It was a, that was What's at the background. What's a Moondoll? <laughs> no, that was, uh, that, was a, that was a show or a gig or whatever that uh, Shannon put on from Colourful Rider. Yes. Um, yeah. I unfortunately didn't get a chance to go to that one, but I heard it was a pretty solid gig. Uh, triple Kill are pretty dope. Yes. Um, didn't get a chance. Obviously, haven't had a chance to see them yet, though, but there were there were heaps of bands on that lineup too, that were fucking sick. Massic. Um, 
uh, people that have been on the podcast as well before, which is really cool. Um, I always love to see that as well. It makes me feel kind of cool, like good inside to see people that I've talked to as well, still continuing to do what they want, like that they do and love. And, um, yeah, it, it's just it, it's it's just a nice feeling. It's oh, just yeah. a nice feeling to see not just your friends, but just the know. community. Yeah, it's, yeah, which is a lot of about what we're trying to get into. But yeah, for me, going to Moondol Festival, I literally had isolated myself for a few months after going to download. <laughs> I went into a little bit of a downward spiral, but I started clawing my way back up. And a little bit of that was getting into my business and mm-hmm. practicing a lot more self discipline instead of letting myself lose traction or get off the rails so to say mm-hmm. so being out at Moondoll was like me re- remembering who my people are and who to be around and literally being with my mates and being with the people who share the same views as me so being with like-minded people and yeah I went out there and I saw this band called Trace mm-hmm. who are really awesome if you guys see any of their gigs go to them they are literally amazing they're like a two-piece they play like a mixture between the new metal and uh prog I mean, they didn't really call themselves prog, but I felt a lot of prog essence in it. But I literally went in there and I hadn't even had a drink yet and I was just sitting there in a trance. And I just said to them, man, I really love you guys and stuff. And I was talking to them and then they were, because I just started looking at t-shirt design that day. And then I saw them and I was like, they kept telling me, oh yeah, we tried to get shirts, but they couldn't be done. Like they couldn't find exactly the quality and the person couldn't even fit the garment on. I was like, just give the job to me and I'll figure it out. Yeah. And, what? Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Keep going. And so, yeah, that started off pretty much my pursuit to design shirts for bands. And I was able to figure out their issue and their problem. And they were very, very pleased with the quality. And <clears throat> I'm continuing to do work with them at some point. Just waiting to hear back from them. So, yeah. Very early on for any business is, unless you've got like that huge following behind you, it can be very tough going. But, as a selling point for you, for people that um, that are listening, what what makes you different from the rest of them? Why, like you were saying earlier, that you would pers- uh, bend to their will per se, but you know you've still got to be the one in control to yeah, do it, obviously. Sure. Um, but what makes you different from the rest of these other uh, rest of the other mobs that do this stuff? Well, I'll go out of literally. I I am a very proactive person. I will literally attack it with a lot of aggression in the in the most productive way, mm-hmm. and I'll literally go out of my way to figure out all the logistics, make it cheap, make it great quality. Whatever your vision is, is my vision. I share it with you. I am a very big. I love to support people. I love to give people confidence, and I think. I can definitely feed mm-hmm. that into what you love. So you'll find that your passion is my passion. Okay. And I want to do everything that it takes to get you on board with me. Yep. Okay. Um, so for you, you've, you, like you said earlier, you've always been a, a metalhead uh, yeah. in, into that genre. But when for did sure. that start for you? When was the initial sort of, oh, my God, this well, shit is amazing. Fucking, where can I get more? I think it usually starts with either siblings or cousins or something. I just remember listening to my cousin listen to corn, and I was just like, "Wow, this stuff is so heavy and it's just so <laughs> yeah." Every, oh, everyone, so beautiful. everyone at one point thinks corn's heavy as fuck. I I used to. Don't lie, people. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. Like it's usually that that era as well. Like like the, the those new metal style yeah. bands is where most people got this. Like well, I wouldn't say most people, but where a lot of people. And I don't understand why I get such a bad rap because it literally got a lot of people into the genre. Like my first album I ever bought was Meteora, followed by Toxicity from yeah. System of Down and. I loved Linkin Park. There you go. Systems coming at you again. You know, <laughs> like I've, I've I do sell their shirts. <laughs> Please come buy them at. I, 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 I don't know account. how many times I've ranted about them as well. Like saying they were my first influence. Um, you know, watching them on telly one time when fucking uh, Chop Suey came on, I just thought it was this is fucking whack. I love it. It's but, just timeless, and it's timeless alternative stuff that had a very big political stigma attached to their lyrics, and it was. Very powerful. Even mm-hmm. as children, we probably liked the sound, but now as we get older, we can look into the meaning a bit more and we're like, ooh, I see where you're going with this, Serge. Yeah, yeah. Or as the other bands who also helped write that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you find that lyrics from bands help inspire you to come up, like to come up with certain designs and stuff. Serenity and Brutality, for example, is a play on um, <clears throat> Serenity and Murder from yep. Slayer. 
Whereas Serenity and Brutality, I, yep. to me as a logo and a name is more like, I, I find the Serenity, like I literally can't drive unless I'm listening to music. And it, if it's heavy, I'm calm. Mm-hmm. If, if I'm at a heavy metal music festival, I'm calm. If I'm not listening to anything, I'm not doing anything, I'm not calm. Why, why do you think it's metal so much or that genre that helps, helps you or like that help like yeah that helps you get through like the the focus the focal point like that gets you going it, it's got me through a lot of like harder emotions like anger depression and a lot of studies say that metalheads are actually a lot better at controlling and um being in control of their emotions so i think metal actually gives us a nice outlet in life mm-hmm. rather than going out and punching someone or go doing drugs and stuff. I mean, music itself is like a drug. Like, it's literally class under food and sex. For me, it's, like, literally beautiful. Yeah. I yeah. get so much pleasure from music. And to have that outlet is very powerful. And I always love having it so I can yeah, let out all the emotions that I have. That's uh, – releases for anyone, whatever whatever way that they come in – is is essential is for dealing with day to day shit. You know, everybody has a different way of dealing with it. Um, for 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 your instance, and you know, and very relatably to me, music is a very big uh, aspect of that as well. Where if I'm having a shit day or like an angered shit day, you know, I'll listen to something angsty and something that'll precisely. You know, yeah, like it, it, I'm feeling sad. I might relate to a sad song or if I'm feeling happy, I'll put on something that makes me want to just fucking skip beat down the road, you know? And what's weird with me is when I listen to the sad stuff, it actually, and I get sad, I actually start to feel happy again. Yeah. Right. That's, I don't know if that's weird or what everyone feels, I'm, but <laughs> some people might relate to that. Yeah, no, but um, it, it's not something for me personally that I've felt like if I'm listening to a sad song, it might make me happy again. But, but it I might think be the certain emotions that you get through listening to it, riding that wave of being, as a, yeah, the catharsis to your <coughs> emotions, I suppose to say. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a favorite sort of lifestyle? Uh, like a favorite? Oh, I wouldn't say lifestyle, but like, what's the f- What's what's your favorite part of, of now being uh, reaching yourself out there to talk to to the bands and and, and musos and well and is it, is that your only uh, market that you've got going? No, yeah, like I was literally <clears throat> I was considering marketing even toothpaste at one point. So what, what with band logos on it? That'd be <laughs> fucking sick. No, no, no. That was just more. It was just wash more your mouth with some brutality. <laughs> Brutal toothpaste. <laughs> But um, no, I was more interested in living life by not living to anyone else's rules and expectations and throwing myself outside of the mould. So that was an idea, but there wasn't any passion in me for toothpaste. But there was passion in music, which I've always gr- I've grown up with. I've literally, uh, what started it off more so for me was when I was 19, I toured with a band called The Giants. And I got to the roadie for them and I got to do all the merchandise for them and stuff. And I literally got to see what it's like when someone's actually so in love with this band and so passionate that they will come from all corners of the world. They even went in South Australia, they go to this little opal mine Mm -hmm. and it's like no one goes out there because it's a corrugated road and it's rocky and it's like literally your car will die trying to go down it. But they literally (laughs) would drive this little coaster down there and they would go play to like 20 people. But they loved them so much, like the whole town shut off for the night and they all came into the bar and had a drink. Yeah, and no kidding. No kidding. Uh, yeah. And unfortunately, they're closing off that town now. They actually had a petition now not too long ago. But this band has been around for, I think, 30 years now. But, yeah, they, I think Stuart Wood, the one who's a singer and also my mum's boyfriend, which is why I got the opportunity to go tour with them. Yep. And I was getting paid and I was getting free food, free... <laughs> you were getting all the perks. I was yeah. getting so all the perks of being no in a band. Shit. So, yeah, yeah, I wasn't doing much with my life. But, yeah, that gave me a lot of incentive to be around the music industry, to see people that loved them so much. Like, I always wanted to be in music, but I think I always just loved being around music and I loved the behind the scenes and, like, what it takes to get there. So I understand because I've watched the musicians and they're strange creatures. But, yeah, I see what they go through. I see all the little things and it's like a lot of struggle just to get on stage to do something for a few minutes, like mm-hmm. hours and days and weeks and months of struggling and trying to figure out gigs, trying to figure out who's playing, trying to be a psychologist for someone. And then there's only like five minutes or five five minutes a song and then like one hour of playing and then it's over again. So Yeah. So how uh, – and. 
How long ago was it that you did the roadie work for, for these guys? I've been doing it on and off for ages, but the main tour was like when I was 19, so four years ago now. Yeah, yeah. And it was really a life-changing experience. It kind of turned me into a bit of a travel bug now. Like I've been up and down Northern Territory for ages now. I've worked and travelled, picked watermelons. Um, you do the whole like farmer fruit picking shit. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That was really interesting experience. One of the hardest jobs I've ever done, but I'm glad I've done it because it's there's nothing harder. <laughs> yeah, I've um, heard I've heard that sort of stuff as well. That you know, like if you're not fucking yeah, if you're not cut out for it, yeah, for it, yeah, don't yeah, do it. yeah, literally all the Europeans come out like literally black. They're white people that come out black from being in the sun because all they wear is shorts. Yeah. <laughs> not the smartest thing to do, to come to Australia <laughs> and not realise that we have a very hot sun um, and not a lot of shade. <laughs> I, I think they, they live off a philosophy that that's their body's way of dealing with the sun and that's okay. Yeah. And good for them, I think, if that makes them happy, go do it. That's that's my philosophy in life. I don't want skin cancer though. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, no, the band always actually tours. They actually got another band that's called the Repeat Offenders Mm -hmm. and they go to Mataranka, which is like four hours from Darwin. I think about 11 hours from Alice. Quote me if I'm wrong. Um, But yeah, like literally there's grey nomads and backpackers and it's just like this little oasis. It's like thermal pools that are like 40 degrees and lots of animals, crocodiles and a like not anacondas. <laughs> a lot of snakes. Olive pythons that are literally as big as anacondas nearly. Oh, there you go, yeah. There was literally one resident python that we had to re- rescue one day when I was working at the homestead called Monty. Monty Python. <laughs> yeah, fucking... But, yeah, like, they literally go there all the time and they, they literally set up a little... My mum sets up a little merch stall and it actually... She kills it sometimes, just absolutely kills it because people just come through, love the music every day. Every day there's another... Another gig, another gig, and then they get one day off at the end of the week. So yeah, but yeah, touring with them and being around them really influenced my lifestyle and made me want to a travel and b be around music all my life. What was during your your current roadie travels as of right now? What's been your favourite one? Um, I'd have to say when we flew out to Groot Island, which is like literally. And what the fuck is that? Yeah, it's like a little <laughs> coast off Darwin. Like literally, you have to fly there. And they, I even one of the things that stood out to me when we got there is there's literally a sign saying no cane toads, please don't bring them here. Like this is <laughs> obviously you don't want to do it because it's a biohazard risk. But yeah, there's literally signs because that cane toads couldn't make it across the ocean. But yeah, it's like this little reserve. They're a fucking pest. You don't want them up there. Yeah, no. <laughs> but um, yeah, literally they have this little hotel that was on the beach, and I remember watching the waves crash on the rocks, listening to the band play, and it was just like. Oh, so special, so unique and... A very serene feeling oh, for you. After travelling on the road for days, not sleeping much, listening to people that snore too much. <laughs> that was my biggest <laughs> crutch, is people that snored way too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I could and imagine, like, if it's a full... Wherever you... If it's if you're cutting corners and trying to, you know, stay places cheap and whatnot, you're usually all huddled together, I take it. Yeah, yeah. And... It, one person's going to snore. And unfortunately, the band is outside of, more, not really outside of the partying phase, but most of them were between 40 and 60. So <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> at their like comfortable snoring stage. When they drink, they have sleep apneas. So, <laughs> yeah, okay. They're ready. They're ready to just dial it back and yeah, just have one just or two chill. and get some sleep. Meanwhile, you're like, fuck off. Why yep. are you just shut up? I'm trying to sleep here. <laughs> I was out looking for the 30 year olds because they were probably the closest ones to my age group that I could probably hang out with when I was 19. So. So if it, at that time then as well, so you were like, there's not very many like young people up there as well to associate um, with really, is there? I actually did find a f- like backpackers, for example. They, well, yeah, they would be probably the closest demographic, I guess, that you would, would, would associate have up there. with. Yeah, yeah. but um, <clears throat> yeah, I remember there was this like young little French girl that kept following me around the whole night and she was just the lo- most lovely thing. And yeah, there was like the occasional good experience, but most of it was just like getting wisdom from the oldies and getting all this like... Getting some knowledge dropped Getting on Getting this music industry stuff bashed on you and like hearing, hearing it from the, um, the observers, the people that are watching the show's experience. And it's always beautiful that some people come up to you and say, that was probably the best experience I've had in a while. And oh, like so my partner died X amount of years ago, but this is actually their favourite song. We used to come here every so often and, and now I've come alone just to see it once more. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. There's some really beautiful things that, you know, 
being an observer and just those emotional connections that the band has with the audience even. Yeah. Um, I can totally understand that as well. Like when you, when you do get to that certain point, you know, sometimes you want to go, like you'll have that mindset when you go to a show, whether you want to go there to get drunk, you want to go there to party or you want to go there and just sit back and, you know, experience what's in front of you. Like, just sit back and appreciate the music. Like, everyone's got... You can see it when, when, when you've got the crowds there in front of you or you're standing to the side. You can get yeah. the vibe from... Like, even just looking at certain people the way that, you know, they'll, they'll be into it. They might just want to just sit back and relax and get into it that way. And then you've got the motherfuckers that are in the middle that are just like, yeah, I'm feeling this shit. Let's fucking get it going. You know, there's, you don't always have to fit in one or the other, you know, and you, your experience, um, from, from that situation there, you all have the same view, like the same viewpoint, but not everybody receives that in the same way. Some people might, um, just have a completely life-altering experience listening to a certain band that they've heard for the first time. Like you said yourself, you've had that happen to you. Yeah. Or you'll see a band for the first time. Um, like I did uh, a couple of months ago, I saw a band called Primitive Blast I'd never heard of before. They fucking blew me away. Um, and now they're, I've just seen that they're going to be supporting Backtrack on their final tour in October. And I'm fucking keen. Like, I'm, I'm ready to go go check that out. Just just because of, like, I've heard of Backtrack before and I was, like, pretty, pretty keen to see it because it's their final tour. But I'm even more keen to go check it out now because Primitive Blast is supporting them too. Mm. Um, not so much life-changing for me, but I got to see... Uh, I got to see a new band that I'd never seen up before. Wasn't a, it wasn't like packed out or anything, but still the majority of the crowd was moving and they just got into it so so quickly. And I was like, Fuck. they got energy to them, man. Like, this is good. That's what I love about going to these uh, smaller but local gigs is you get discovery. And yeah, to discover yeah. bands, for me, like I've already listened to Slipknot a thousand times. I've already listened to Corn a thousand times. I've already listened to... They're the influencers all, now, you know? Like, you want the bands that already made it. Now you want to yeah. listen to the, the, you know, creative energy is like literally what the, taking what, the, what is already done and then iterating on it and making a new thing from it. So all these little bands are like collecting all this energy and... Mm-hmm. You want to you want to see what creative outputs and shoot offs and where it goes. Yeah, that's right. And, and you want you you want to see where the new generation is traveling. Whether or not it's you know whether or not it's yeah. old dudes doing like a new band. It doesn't matter. It's still a new sound from from a band. You know, it's an up and comers. It, uh, it doesn't matter how old you are when you do it. You can be fucking you know a teeny bopper, or you can be you know in your sixties, seventies, or how if you can still stand. You know, it doesn't matter. Like, you've got bands like, well, off the top of my head, like Akadaka. They've gone. They've been going on for fucking how knows long now. I got uh, to see them for free because my old friend he um actually forgot to get time off for work. Yeah. So I literally got to go to see ACDC for free. Yeah. And that was they were crazy. Was did I was it the Black Ice tour that you happened to see them on, or oh, whatever one of the, it was? One of the latest ones, but yeah, like that was what, the one that I got. I got to go see that one. Oh, uh, it was at what do you think? Oh yeah, oh fucking uh, Akadaka, man! Like it's the first Angus time I've ever man. seen. Yeah, it's the first time you ever seen it. It's like an iconic band to see if you ever get the chance. Yeah, like just the atmosphere. Even though every song fucking starts and finishes the same, like <laughs> that's not a dig. It's not a dig, it's not but a dig, still, but like, yeah, no, I totally get that, what you mean. That when they used to come on tra- iTunes, I would, I would listen to them once. Four, four beat. It starts like similar intro, similar outro. They don't yeah. have to change much, but yeah. they still have a massive following. Yeah, you know, for they, sure. You know that that's the thing. Like they didn't, they didn't have to change their sound. And they, they knew are the they pride were rock of and roll. Aussie rock and roll. Yeah, they, they knew are. they were rock and roll. They hit the big time. They stayed it. You know. They don't have like that's that's them though. That doesn't mean that everybody else has to stay the line and and do that. Um, whether or not your change in sound with the band that you're with is what you want, mm. um, it just depends on what how, how it's received. For I sure. guess, but you know, sure. like uh, yeah, ACDC definitely one of those sorts of bands where you know they're in they're, they're I, I swear that for, uh, for a few of them they're they're knocking on death's door. Um, but Angus is still sweating like profusely, like he's on amphetamines or something. <laughs> but, you know, like it, but that's the thing. He, they're, stage, they're still young heart heart. They love it. They have a passion yeah. for it. They want to do it, and it doesn't matter if it starts sound, uh, it starts and finishes the same or whatever. It's what they enjoy, and it's seeing like 
uh, like the new wave come behind that. Um, you know, just I'm just thinking off the top of my head here. Correct me if I'm wrong, but say someone like um, Airborne. You know, yeah, that's, I saw that's them like, at Download. They yeah, were great. I, they 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 jumped on in the last minute. I, I remember hearing because one of the bands pulled out. I can't uh, remember who it there was. There was Aussie. It was Aussie. That's right. And they put they yeah, put Airborne. That was really sad. I was it was looking yeah. forward that, to seeing him they, too. They did say that he'll be coming back for sure. Uh, it, I mean, if he's did you hear about what happened to him? He uh, had like a terrible fall and um, all the. Or something in his knee or something that was playing up the rods or something. Oh, uh, okay. Um, Sharon actually made a statement saying about how sad she was because she's like, oh, I don't know how he's going to come out of this. And I'm just like, and he didn't come to download either. <laughs> Crushed, yeah. <laughs> no, but again, in those instances, you want to make sure that the fuckers are, are, are A-OK before they come and do it because health is is paramount to anything. Yeah, you know? I would prefer him to be alive a little bit longer. You prefer him to be alive, him. you know, rather than, yeah. you know, if you didn't get a chance to see him, like, but he comes back next year when he's better... Oh yeah, are you going to knock that? It's so going to be a sad to, day when he was, dies, man. It was a very it, sad day. You had another year to like kind of psych yourself up to see him again, you know. Yeah. So that that's the best you can hope for, I suppose. But yeah, like even like Airborne, are like I, I they're just like ACDC two point oh. Yeah, just like basically, a faster, they're a faster, just thrash metal version of ACDC. They do have those elements in in their tunes, but they are definitely that rock and roll vibe. But yeah, they for have sure. the. They got a quicker beat to them, you know. They're just yeah. a little bit a little more bit thrashy, quicker. almost. Yeah, that, that younger vibe, that younger sound, but still that same genre. You know what I mean? Um, I, I I always was a, a big fan of Airborne. Like that. That's it, though. I swear that's the first time they've been back in Australia for like God knows how many years yeah. now. Because that's that's what they do. They go. They they do. And actually, the Giants. They actually um, had these guys come up to them when they were um, playing in Melbourne, and they actually came up to them and said. What's your um, what's your advice for a young and up and coming band in Australia? Mm. To what Stuart said, the the lead man of the Giants, he said, "Get out of Australia. That's the music industry is dead here. <laughs> Go to Europe. Well, go be smart and that's, actually that's do where a, they are most of the time yeah. as well. So I mean, like, it, it was if, probably probably the decision that turned Airborne into Airborne. So yeah. a little bit of if history possibly, and connections possibly, there." Mm, yeah. Possibly. <laughs> um, cannot confirm or deny. I'm not fucking going there. Um, but, yeah, like, influences can start um, whether you're old or you're young. It just – as long as that, that vibe and the momentum keeps going with new bands coming out and your locals especially getting behind them as well. Like, no one's going to be keen to keep playing shows if no one turns up. Yeah, you know? for sure. And um, we should keep supporting that. That's what <clears throat> the whole – Serenity and Brutality is even getting more behind now as we want to start picking up all the smaller bands, all the bands that no one's heard of. We want to start making stuff for you. We want to promote you. We want to, we want you to, come, we want to push you onto the pedestal that you deserve to be on. Yep. And that's why I've even been collaborating with um, a photographer. I, I was thinking about getting them professionally done, but I was like, how about I just go grab someone from my niche, the metal scene, and then combine that with someone who's up and coming. And that's when I met... Sarah from Fractalized Photography and I was pretty happy to meet her because she's like pretty much already become one of my best friends and she's been helping me out like she's pretty much my impersonal personal assistant so yeah yeah and just just the little connections that we make with the people that are starting to do their small businesses and all their bands or whatever we want to be all about that we want to collaborate with you guys we want to help each other we're going to push each other up and we're going to go into the stratosphere together and get recognised. I like that and I can absolutely get behind that sort of shit because, yeah, I mean, even if it's just an extra one or two people that take notice of it, it's another one That's or two one people. one or two lives. You believe in Sonda or is it is it Sonda? That way you believe that everyone has their own little path in life and their... No, I haven't, I, but I'm, I'm all for getting spiritual, man. I love that shit. Yeah, so Sonder is just like recognising. I think it's Sonder. Please, hopefully, quote me, and hopefully it's right. But yeah, Sonder is when you look around, you're on a train station, right? And you're looking all around and all these people have their own little life that's as intricate and as special and as unique and they've been through as many ups and downs as you and you recognising that they are also on a similar path as you. Mm-hmm. And that is pretty overwhelming, but at the same time, very beautiful. It is. So two people, to me, that's two lives. Yeah, I I mean, two's better than zero. Yeah, two's way better than zero, man. And and it can always go better from there. If you keep releasing the content that that 
your target audience, like if you keep releasing content to that target audience, I should say, yeah. Um, the word can only spread from there. Like if they're, especially if they're in that same, uh, that same group, they'll be like, hey, why don't you check out this guy? He's doing heaps of good shit. Well, why don't you check out this person? <clears throat> like they all fall under that same umbrella. It's the best way for them to start. Yeah, targeted niches with, with people that band together and they're just like, oh, you know that person? Oh, I know that person too. Oh, and then it makes a connection and then just like, then they feel comfortable. Yes. And then they feel like, yes, I'm in my, I'm in my group. I'm in my soul group. I'm mm-hmm. with my flock. This is cool. Absolutely. And we've always, as metalheads, we're usually the outcasts. I, I know I, I especially was. Like, I've always was bullied at school, always was outcast. people. No. Oh. You know? Well, that yeah, doesn't no, bother me in the yeah. slightest. It, if it made me who I am today, I'm very happy. Yeah. And, and I'm exactly. very proud so of who fuck, I am. Yeah. Well, okay, no, what? You know what? Fuck those people. Yeah, they didn't do shit for you, and you're, you're here where you are now, and but, that's what matters. No, I actually thank them. Well, there I'm you glad. go. Yeah. I'm you, glad they did it, because now I'm here talking exactly. to you. In this exact moment in this space, and I'm very happy for that. Getting fucking real, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and speaking of anyway, mate, um, we will have our first quick break. Uh, we are going to have a jam of dragon's meat. So why why did you throw dragon's meat at me? Um, well, Michael Vale, I went to the same school as him, and him and my sister were always doing music projects together, and he was always a really cool dude. Loved his children of Bodom and all his um, melodic metal and stuff so and he was a big inspiration for me to get behind doing vocals as well so yeah and he helped a lot and just watching him rise to fame with um before nightfall and then also seeing him play before dragon force and stuff with dragon's mead was pretty insane so yeah no kidding props to the guy i really love him yeah, I'd love he, to see he, him do a lot more. And he puts on he puts on some good metal shows and stuff at the back room still too. Yep. So Oh abs- the back room, hundred percent go there, guys. If you haven't heard of the back room, go mm-hmm. there. It's bloody insane. Yeah. Fair call, fair call. All right, mate. Well then we're gonna jam uh Troll Swamps. It's off one of their earlier things. It was the only one that I could find where I could get it played on here. <laughs> but it's still a banger. Um so we're gonna have a jam of Troll Swamps and we'll be back at you shortly. Woo!
love a good, I love a good sort of uh, piratey vibe, Ooh, epic yeah. sounding band i don't know what it is about that but it, you just can't help but be like i want to have a beer <laughs> <laughs> i want i want to go i want to jump on a on a ship right now and just go sail the seas yeah that's always been a little bit of a hobby and a dream of mine too so <laughs> and to be a viking or to just be a knight or someone just with a sword and just be that without the shitty side of it yeah, yeah. without the death and <laughs> court, you know fair fair um so you said you knew mousy uh, since high school and stuff like that, yeah, um, more Vale, yeah, Michael Vale. So yeah. I have only just recently met Ma- Matt Mousy out at Walls at, well, at oh, some sorry. gigs. Yeah, yeah, sorry, but yeah, I did just recently meet Mousy, and I've known Vale for quite a while now. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that very inspiring dude. Um, has seeing seeing friends of yours as well get into that uh, into the industry and play live and whatnot. How does that, how does that make you feel knowing that it's, you know, someone Great. That it makes me think that it's not just a dream. If you actually put the time, the money and the love and the energy in, into it, you're gonna, you can make it out there. You just, you got to really figure out the dream and how to make it, you know, solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's, that's absolutely agreeable too. Yeah. Um, do you feel, do you feel a lot like this sort of lifestyle has affected your headspace in a good or a bad way? Um, <clears throat> most, I mean, everything is good and bad, or, and I think it's more of a collective. That's how mm-hmm. I prefer to look at things. But um, for the most part, it's been a lot more positive to be a part of your group, a part of your flock. So mm-hmm. I'd say for the most part, yeah, it's been very, very positive to have this, this group and this movement and this community to be a part of. Yeah, um, and speaking of that as well, like just just on the there, there were so many fucking gigs on the weekend that just went too. Um, I mean, this this episode is going to come out in a few weeks anyway, so <laughs> it'll be past that point. But um, the weekend just gone, we had out Mosh Yama Festival. There oh was, yeah, uh, Dick Lord played as well. There oh, was, Dick Lord is amazing. Um, Holy balls! There was. Uh, Chasm and uh, Shit Grinder and shit at uh, <laughs> um, Unite as well. All these and vulgar names. Yeah, I know. How good are they? Oh, beautiful. Um, I, I, they're the best. Well, my favourite at the moment is Meth Leopard. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember seeing them years ago. Out. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. No, they're, 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 they're good. Trust me. Um, so I, I remember seeing them like three years ago out on a mountain down in northern New South Wales. I can't remember where, where it was exactly, but it was in like this little fucking old town hall building like right. wooden building or whatever on the side of a mountain it was it was like a two-day three-day thing so or whatever. the substances we went, would have been flowing oh probably i wasn't <laughs> at that at that point in my life i was uh more interested in uh trying to um keep myself level-headed oh I was yeah in, i was in a bit of a a down, down you gotta pad, always give yourself a bit more discipline know? in life when that's but it happening was, it wasn't anything and when you talk that sort of stuff it's not anything bad like you know, it's just like, a learning experience, man. No, yeah. And I mean, that that in itself too. But like, yeah, I remember seeing, they're only a two-piece. Um, and like we were, I was talk, we were talking before off, uh, off the mic, um, that, that grindcore sound as well, like especially for a two-piece, it's just fucking balls to the wall. It was great. Um, yeah. I, I hope those guys come back here sometime soon. I, I'm a real. I find big. that being a two piece isn't a limitation. More, it's opening more avenues to be creative. You know, you know what my first thought was though when I when I see bands that are like two or three pieces and stuff, I just think fuck, cost cutting, man. Yeah, yes. definitely. <laughs> I don't have to pay as many people. Yeah, more yeah. money. Yeah, but more then, fame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like. Shit Grind is a two-piece band as well. Like you can, you can get away with you know making music with just even just like another one, uh, another band that uh, is is a one-piece. Well, the time I saw them anyway, they were on piece. I don't know if they're different now. Golden Bats, um, they were a one-piece, and he he had a, like a laptop or something set up on the stage when he played, and it had like the backing and everything behind it, and then it was him with a guitar singing and playing as well. Um, so you don't just have to have a full band to do it if you don't no, want. It depends sure. on what, like, I suppose... Be creative. Yeah. Try something different. 
it, get off it, the beaten it, path. It gets it gets the attention too. Seeing like oh, one person ban, like oh, what the fuck they're gonna do? Like you, you're immediately gravitated towards it because it's not the standard four or five piece band or whatever that you come across. Um, yeah. So for me, when I saw them, I was it, it, it was it was cool. Oh yeah, because there's so many things that are taken out of play. Drums, bass, other guitars, you know, other, uh, their sound checks, their, their equipment and stuff like that. It's just you. It's just you. So if anything goes wrong, <laughs> you know, there's no blame. You can't blame anyone else, no, which is no, but usually I mean, a crutch of a lot of musicians. But you do, get to, you do get to see a little bit more of like their vision come through with the music yeah. because it's, it, it's, it's just, just them. them. They and created their that sound. Yeah, yeah, they created that music. Big fan of that, you know. I, I, can't, I can't knock on... I can't knock on a, a lot of people, or most people that write music or anything like that anyway, because getting themselves out there is the hardest part, you know, and then jumping you're, expressing, the- you're expressing your feelings, you're expressing what you want. Mind you though, there is that other, there is that, uh, the other side of the coin though, where you get people that are just like, fuck it, let's just really, oh, I don't care. Like, this is what I love to do. I don't really care about, you know, I wouldn't say care, but like, my my emphasis on playing right now is not about musicianship. It's yeah. about having a good time and getting drunk and and making the the audience and stuff more a part of it. Yeah, that you know? stage presence is really a beautiful thing to have versus just you know you good to have you can have great musicianship but no straight stage presence and it doesn't engage people. Uh, your crowd might even be going to sleep even if you are a great musician. So mm. having great stage presence. is. I think very, very good. Yeah, for sure. Very good I mean, you, you aren't going to be captivated by a band if they're just standing up Sitting there playing. down, playing guitar, or, you know, not getting people involved, talking to them, getting them to clap their hands or, like, mm. come up, jump, you know? Mm. Do something. Get get people yeah, all, ra- all riled up and ready to go. I find... Uh, I mean, I'm a sucker for gimmicks at the moment, so, like... <laughs> yeah, I love if gimmicks. If I can, it, like... <laughs> If I see bands that have a gimmick to them, you know, like Dr. Colossus or um, Garlic Nun, that sort of stuff. Like, or Necrogoblicon. Uh, we need a gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> but but that, that sort of stuff. That, that imi- or Oakley Doakley as well. Oh. Touring. Yeah, they're, they're a metal band that are touring here next year. Yeah, yeah. And Dr. Colossus is also like a, a, a gimmick band that are based off the Simpson theme shit. So those two are touring together next year. Oh. Like, that is just... I love that, that's fucking gold to me because one they made they they got themselves out there purely by looking like they all dress up like fucking Ned Flanders and shit and they have the mows and everything um, and they go out there and just they just play some fucking balls to the wall metal shit you know yeah. and it gets you into it I love that and it's more it, it gets your attention yeah you know, when they when they have wacky shit that they do I'm just more in, I, like that's me personally I just like seeing that or just like at Dead of Winter did you see um, Whiskey and Speed. I caught the very end of their set, the very end of it, like oh. maybe five minutes or something left. I just remember walking up to the stage and I see all these grown dudes with like kids face paint on and I was, <laughs> I was literally sold and they were just like shooting like dick fucking pinatas out and <laughs> it, it captivated me. Creativity as well, man. Like it, it gets, it gets the, uh, it gets the audience involved, it, whether it be for that. And like, if you can get them in at first, yep. then you've got them, you know, like, yep. And yeah, I could imagine having fucking dick balloons <laughs> shot at me would get my attention. I did. I did made uh, a special effort to grab that dick and throw it around. So <laughs> yeah, but again, I love gimmicks. I, I guess maybe it's just uh, the rest, like because I'm 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 sucked back into the vortex of rest, pro wrestling at the moment. Oh uh, yeah, I've, I I got back into it a few years ago, but now <laughs> it's only been like the last. I, I guess maybe the last six months where I've just like. I don't know. Like I just got into it a bit more, and I'm like paying more attention to the gimmicks and the stories that are being told. I'm like, that's that's what gets you in. Exactly. You know, it it's sucks like when in. I went to see Pusifar, they actually had for some reason had this like you know that Mexican face masking like Marche Libre. Yeah. They had some some group doing like Marche Libre kind of like de- lucha masks. Yeah, lucha yeah. masks like literally jumping on each other, like doing all this over the top stuff. And I thought it was like the strangest thing to see before. Nah, you can't really be strange before a Maynard kind of concert. So. <laughs> It was it was pretty well placed and yeah very interesting to watch. When when you were at uh, out Moshima, I think uh, that's yep. how you that, yeah, out Moshima or, or whatever if, it's if, called. If you're having trouble, we'll just stick with out Mosh. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that, and I think most people will understand. 
Um, you, you, I don't know if it was earlier you were saying this or it was off mic, but you said when you first rocked up there, you thought it was very strange that oh, you're yeah. hearing metal being played inside the the fucking bowls area, the bowls club, because it was at the Green Slopes Bowls Club or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then there's a fucking jumping castle out <laughs> in the open area and stuff. And yeah, the first was, thing I saw was literally like you walk in, you see a jumping castle, and in the background there's metal playing, and you're just like, this is exciting. Both kids. Kid parts of me, the kid part of me is excited for music, and the kid part of me that wants to go jump on a jumping castle to metal. Yeah. So that was <laughs> another gimmick, so to say. What 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 was your favorite part about about that festival? Oh, it was really great to just meet so many great musicians and great people, and to be able to network and maybe have some collaborations in the future, like Vamped Up, for example. That was really cool to see. Um, I can't remember her name. Sorry. Um, but, yeah, it was great to see this interview room just at the back of the stage and just, like, all these really well-dressed people that look really cool with their aesthetics. And it does give a, a sense of importance, though, yeah. doesn't it, you know? Um, to make it feel as if, like, what you're doing is important. Yeah, there's people that want to want to interview you. There's people that want to come meet you. They want to know how you make your shit. Yeah, They want to yeah. know what, what – because creativity comes in so many different forms for so many different people. So not, not one person's way is the same. That's my opinion um, when it comes to writing songs and, and, and just getting yourself out there in a band and stuff, like just getting it together and – and even like lyrics as well. It, it, oh yeah, you, lyrics are a big thing for me as well. Create, so. Exactly, creatively as well. Like you're telling a story. Yeah, you whatever the story is, you know, you've got to be invested in that. Otherwise, what's the point of writing it? I mean, the know? whole point of humans is we're passing on, you know, DNA code and stories is like a part of the DNA code that we're trying to share our experience as a person onto someone else to help them see it from our point of view. Yeah. So lyrics, music. Art, the creative side of life is very beautiful to me, to have stories told to me. But, yeah, it was cool to see, like, yeah, it, people being interviewed there and it's just, like, it might be a small business. It's only just starting up. I'm not 100% sure, but it was mm. just really cool. Um, and just the whole festival was run very meticulously and very, very precisely. It was very done, done extremely well. Um, I think it was Kelly and Chris that were running it at the time and I had the pleasure of meeting both of them. Mm -hmm. Um, and they literally did one of the smartest moves I have, I've seen someone do in a while. And they it started at 12 and it went to 12. Mm -hmm. But they actually restricted alcohol until 4 p.m. So people went absolutely blind running around this bowls club, not enjoying the music and maybe just causing a ruckus. But, yeah, it also helps people, you know, enjoy their night a bit better by restricting them mm -hmm. as much as people probably thought the opposite. Well, I suppose in those instances too, though, because that one was a, a licensed all ages event. I remember yeah. seeing that too. There so, was I mean, kids running around too. Well, that, yeah, you have to take that sort of stuff Jumping into consideration. Yeah, <laughs> you got to take that into consideration. There was one I for suppose. the kids and one for the adults. So was there really? <laughs> yes. Oh no, shit. Okay. <laughs> I would have been surprised. But the adults, by the end of it, were getting on the kids' ones. Yeah, I was going to say, no, there, 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 would have been, there would have been some uh, turf wars happening for sure. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> knowing no what little ones are like when they jump on that sort of shit. Then there was the adults having a turf war on their own kids' one. And, yeah. I, I, I think if that one became, if that stays as a regular festival, I'm definitely taking my son there. It should. Yeah, it think, was beautiful, think, man. You know, it he, was great. He might not last the whole day, but as long as I get to take him there for a couple of hours and get him to... Then you got an excuse. You can bring the best of both worlds, having a kid there and having something you love there, the music. And, so. and he can also see what daddy likes to, 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 to be a part of as well and see what he enjoys too. Yeah, lead by example. Like, yeah. take them out. Show them what real people are, are about and what they enjoy and how they enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've always... I've always enjoyed – well, I've, now in particular, um, I, I, I do want to see regular all-ages sort of things happening. For purely sure. Because my, my son, when he's old enough, like I want him to be able to go and see these shows and stuff like that. The same sort of shows that I went to go and see – you know, like yeah, back, and then you can compare day, notes. My, my, yeah, like back in the day, my original venue was going, jumping on the bus and catching it to um, uh, Princess Theatre, getting off at like Marta <laughs> uh, Hospital Stop, and yeah. it's a 50 metre walk across the road. That was, my, that was my local for ages. I saw so many gigs there. So beautiful. Um, and it was, yeah, it was a great venue too. Yeah. Uh, now, obviously, it's not as productive in terms of shows, but they did have one very recently. Um, uh, with an all ages show, 
with some good bands playing there as well. There was like six mm. or so bands that played there. Um, and for me, like, I just, I just want to make sure, like, I want, I hopefully want to have more down the track. You know, yeah. there's not really anything that's stopping it right now, but just there's, there's, you, you, there's more exposure for bands to play in 18 plus venues because yeah, that's where it began. Yeah, well, that's where it started. There are more venues like bars and pubs and that sort of shit has that set up ready to go. And then you have music venues that, that obviously... Yeah, I can't have, think off the top of my head where, where could we do all ages events usually because there's... Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, that's the thing too. Maybe like, halls there, or something. There, there, there but are, yeah. I know there are places that do it, but that's the thing. You've got to really think about who the fuck does them still, yeah. you know, whereas you could just be like, oh, you want to go do a show? Oh, let's Tomcat, Fat Louis, Yeah, it's uh, a bit of Crowbar, a scratch your head and then you uh, end up Foundry going to Trafford. the 18 plus. Yeah. Yeah, some of those places do do like uh, licensed all ages as well, <clears> but it's not very often, you know, but like right then and there, like I can list off a whole bunch there. I could be completely mm. missing a whole bunch off the top of my head right now, but, nah. but you, you see what I mean? Like it's so much it's, easier to, to yeah. rattle off like those band, like those venues that bands can play at, but they're all 18 plus. Yeah, whilst it's still even limited for the 18 mm. plus in Brisbane, I think uh, compared to somewhere like Melbourne, um, where, which has a lot more live shows, a lot more venues, um, <clears throat> Brisbane actually still has a lot more of a really nice, tight, nip, very warm, very close, like very good venues, spaces up here as well. So mm. I don't know much about Sydney or anywhere else, like even Alice Springs, for example. Have you heard of Blackened? Blackened Air Festival or whatever it is? Blackened yeah. Blackened Air Festival? Yeah, yeah, I have heard of that. Yeah, I had the, when I was uh, doing my little pilgrimage up through that way, I had the pleasure of meeting Pirate Runs at, and I was like, this is so cool. Like there's even indigenous bands that were like black metal and apparently they were some of the better black metal. That I, know, actually played. I know the one that they just had this year had Southeast Desert Metal on there and I really want to... I, yeah, I've been hearing a lot about yeah. them. They're pretty good, are they? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, I, I like them. Um, and yeah, that, that sort of stuff is ab- like more and more what you want to see too. You want yeah. that exposure to, to the... Um, like the, the and reasons to go... Groups, even though that they shouldn't be. And people um, that usually wouldn't like... Metalheads, do they have a reason usually to go to Alice Springs or Northern Territory in general? Fuck no. No. Exactly, yeah. literally Pirates now giving them a reason to come mm. visit. Like people will fly from everywhere, even yeah. across. Well, I think that was headlined sea. by Dis and Tomb. Like, yeah. And they're no, they're no like slouches. Like they headlined like the metal stage or whatever it was at Dead of Winter. And yeah. they fucking killed it. Like, yeah. they, they were the final band that I saw that night too. And they Unfortunately, just... I got kicked out a bit too early to see them or Cogs. So. Oh. Spewing too much booze. Too much booze. <laughs> fair, too much unresolved fair. emotional issues with a bouncer. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that I took out on him because uh, I was just looking out and I was trying to see where my friend went and he uh, removed me from the venue. <laughs> but I did savage. get to see Voyager at least, which is one of my favourite bands, prog bands from Australia at the moment. So yeah. I know there's a few around, but yeah, they're one of the ones that take the cake, them and Caligula's Horse. So I'm a yeah, big, I have big prog person. Yeah. I love my prog. Yeah. No. Cool. Cool. Um, we are we are getting a little bit strapped for time tonight. Yeah. Um, there were a couple more things that you wanted to talk about. Oh uh, uh, yeah. So fractalized photography was one of the things that we wanted to speak about. Yeah. Um, a- another local. Another local. Um, she's a photographer. She's like pretty much in cahoots with Serenity and Brutality. She's like one of my faithful team members, mm-hmm. along with some others. Um, but yeah, so she has started photographing a lot of the metal scene and, um, I wanted to just help her get into the scene. So we do a lot of photo shoots together and stuff, but yeah, if you guys want a photographer, I'm pretty sure she will do a really good deal for you guys. So check her out, Fractalized Photography, uh, on Facebook, Instagram, um, or you can even contact me. Yeah. Even through you guys. Cause yeah, we, we, we do a lot of gigs together and stuff and we love to bring fun community Yep. Just really make make an event out of it. Like, just bring it all, bring it all, and have fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, how long has she been doing photography for? Um, I'm not too sure to be honest, but um, she's really good for the amount of time I think she's been doing it. She's insane. So yeah, and so she's you, really interested, and we help each other, we push each other to go into both sides of life. So yeah, and that's anything that I'm willing to do for anyone else who wants to collaborate with me. So. I think definitely if you've got some photo 
photographic needs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely yep. hit Sarah up at Fractalized Photography. Right, right, will do, man. <clears throat> like, and I'm I'm a big like I'm a big I, I put my my foot in the water years ago as well with a bit of photography. My my niche is black and white. Um, mm. That I, I don't know. It just for me, it just takes away all the the nitty gritty bullshit, and it just focuses on purely what's in front of you. Yeah, that that's me. Um, so I always, I always loved doing always been face white. value. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. That's and, gorgeous. um, I, yeah, I just think it takes away, uh, all the, uh, all the outside interference of what you're actually looking at. And that is the musician yeah. doing what they're doing, yeah. being passionate, getting into it, whether, whether or not it's passionate about screaming in your face or passionate about, you know, screaming the lyrics that you want to scream, yeah. whatever. I, I just thought that was fucking awesome so i just started dabbling in it a little bit i got a few snaps here and there that i know some of my friends still use and I, that makes me fucking that makes and me stoked just memories man it yeah. captures beautiful moments that you can relive by looking at it mm. so I, I i i inadvertently had taken photos of uh I, fuck i'm gonna be so in trouble for this um the because <laughs> i just fucking just did the pod, a podcast with him uh Barry and, and Joel came on from Back Off War Child, but they're vocalists. I'm fucking, I, I just, I'm trying to remember the name of the vocalist, but it's not coming to me. But I, I just, I refer to him as the Max Cavaliera of, of Brisbane because oh, that's yeah. what he looks, to me, that's what he looks like. And the photo that I took of him was actually him playing like that same model uh, ESP that Cavaliera plays too. And he used to play in a band called Vomit Bullets. And I took photos of them. Name. I took photos of them. Oh, I, really? I, and I didn't even realize until like I talked to them and 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 saw who back off were, and heard their tunes. I'm like, I fucking know this guy. I've <laughs> taken photos for him. Holy shit! You know, like small world sort of thing. Um. So and yeah, like that sort of stuff. I loved to to bring across the table and yeah. see and and giving you know more people a chance. A, yeah. A, yeah, just a chance. You know, just to just show them what you got. Exactly, and I think if anyone, I think I'd give anyone a go. If someone wants to help me with business, and if anyone's listening even right now and thinks they can help me, send me a message, shoot me a message. I'm always open to new possibilities. So a lot of people come up to me and I'm like, okay, show me what you can do. Yeah. And I don't care if you have experience. I just care if you have the willpower to learn what you need to learn. Yeah. And to me, I think that's more important than uh, a piece of paper or something that, Apparently, you know something. Yeah. No, I, I understand where you're coming from, yeah. Um, I'll, we'll leave it with one final thing. So what's what's the dream goal for you? What's the future that you envision for Serenity? What do you want to – what's what's <clears> your <throat> goal for the rest of the year? So um, one thing we have just recently done was that we helped promote a gig at Beanley Tavern, you know, a very yeah, weird venue. Yeah, I remember venue. that one, yeah. Yeah, so Metallica Tribute. We um, got there and we set up merch and we were going to do a shirt for the guys, but I think they're called Ride the Lightning. Yeah, yep. yeah, the cover band. Very, very good cover band tribute, actually. Tribute band or whatever you want to fucking call cover it. Cover band, tribute band. Yeah. Same stuff. <laughs> Pretty uh, much, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, they did a very good job and yeah, we were going to do shirts for them, but obviously didn't come through with the designs and time, but um, one... One thing we did do for the venue is we promoted the absolute balls out of it. Like we were running around dropping flyers around local places like the Music Cavern. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, Music place. Cavern. I like that place. Yeah. I, 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 I want to go check it out actually because I know um, I'm pretty sure it's uh, They're very Jesse. Good at, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah Jesse. I know yeah. Jesse. Um, he plays in regular Gonzalez and does oh, stupid. Oh yeah, he was telling me about that. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking I love that shit. Always that's get a that's bit where of Michael Vale worked at one point too. And um, yeah, no, it's been a hub for us growing in Southeast Logan. Like that's where we congregated, and yeah. like you know, a lot of the cool people, the musicians, people that took it seriously, go there. Yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, we just ran around. We just gave as many flyers out as possible. Um, went on Facebook. Instagram, etc. We plugged the crap out of it. A lot of people came just to see what we were, we were about, even and seeing what merch we had, and come to chill out and have a drink with us. And one thing we did as well, which is like an old pub style thing, is we had a raffle going on for a shirt. So you put five dollars in for a raffle, and we you could win a shirt or two. That it's is as worth simple 25 as bucks. that as well when you think about it. Just a couple of bucks here, and you might get a fucking free shirt. Yeah, you know? no, that's that might be cost you a beer, but it could also get you a shirt. Um, and what we did to keep the punters there is we announced it at the end of the gig. 
So, oh, yeah, of course. You've got to, though. Because if you do it any sooner, they're just going to come yeah. for it and then fuck right off. That happens all the time at pubs and shit when they have like those. Yeah. Best one I can think off the top of my head. The fucking Lions, uh, Brisbane Lions at Springwood, right? On yep. Thursdays, they have like money giveaways or some shit. Are you a bit of an AFL man as No, no, well? no. Fuck no. I just remember talking. <laughs> this is only I'm my from head. Victoria, so. I, I'm not a fan of AFL too much, man. So don't get me started nah, on that one. Um, I mean I'll play it I'll play it But I don't go out of my way To watch it Um, Uh, I'm not a big man I'm a big man On following people That follow balls So (laughs) Um, So Shit What was I talking about I just fucking forgot My train Um, of thought The raffles um, and the yeah, how yeah, people yeah. leave at, at the Lions, yeah. right? Yeah, so like they have like a raffle done on 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 a Sunday or some <laughs> shit. I know, this is only in my head because me and a mate were talking about it the other day on like how how most pubs will like get that big suck like suckle of people in there for something and then they'll fuck off afterwards. Yeah, you know? best example is stuff like that. They do prize giveaways and shit, and you've got to be there to get it. So you'll have this whole influx of people wanting to get free coin and shit, but once it's gone. Once it's done, they fuck right off. Yeah. So, like, why would you want to do a raffle in the middle of the of the show? Um, yeah. You know, you know yeah, what I mean. Just, so that's that's it, very smart. People, on, yeah, yeah. It's but, very smart on your end to have it at the end because so you, it's not going to work if you do it at the start or the finish. Like, you got to entice people. Precisely. So you know, the longer people stay at your venue, mm. the more beer they're drinking. <laughs> the longer they stay at the venue, the more they're watching Tactics. the band. And the longer they stay, the longer they might buy something off me. So I think it's a win-win-win. Yeah. Which is something, if you have a venue or something and you want people to stay there, you want to add an extra element, you want more promotion, hook, us, like hook, hook up with us, we'll, um, we'll help promote your event, we'll help sell merch, we could even make a shirt for the event. Um, just get in contact with me. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, uh, at Serenity and Brutality. And I also have a website. Um, you can also buy a match online from. So, fuck yeah, man! Um, I'm I'm stoked on that. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. No, um, dude, it's I a think pleasure. We're, we're, we've just hit the time where uh, we've got to uh, pull the plug. Um, again, yeah, I can't wait to see what else you have in in store for the future. Um, Lots of different uh, merchandise coming out, like gloves and stuff, leggings, yep. um, new jumpers. So. Keep an eye out, guys. It's going to be really exciting. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, you might also have a sneak... Oh, well, I wouldn't say sneak peek. You might also see something uh, with my face on it through Serenity in the coming uh, in the next month or so. So let's wait and see how that works out, eh? Yep. <laughs> get, get involved, guys. Support yeah. your local. Support your local businesses and support your local bands and get behind it. Grab a shirt and just look awesome. I love your work. Stay awesome, guys. All right. So we're going to finish the episode with a band called Nuclear Vision. New Clear Vision. So nice play on words there. I fucking like that. You had the uh, pleasure of seeing them at at Mosh as well. Yeah, they were great. They were literally like one of them. They had like a Slipknot kind of-ish performance and they were just running around with gas masks on Nuclear Vision. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It was really smart, really good. And they were getting in, in, in this in the crowd singing, having a great time and I had the pleasure of meeting them. They're really great guys and I really look forward to working with them. Yeah, no, I'm glad. I'm keen to hear some of their tunes, man. So I believe we're going to be playing a song called 13 by yep. those guys. Um, 13's a lucky number as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, to some people, yes, yes. Yeah, or it yep. could be considered an unlucky number. Let's not get into that. <laughs> um, Anyway, we're going to give that one a jam. Thanks again for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks, Shane. It's been a privilege, mate. Thank you. Can't wait to see what else you come out in the future, man. Yeah, boy. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) All right. Cheers, guys. Thanks.
Bears. Yeah!